Hello, I'm Michael Cantrell, and you are listening to the Prison Officer Podcast, a place to have a conversation about the forgotten cops that work in this country's jails, prisons, and correctional centers. A place for me to try to make sense of a career spent working inside the fence with some of the greatest people that nobody sees or recognizes for the important job they do to keep this world safe. If you love this podcast, hit the follow button, or better yet, share with your family, friends, or coworkers. If you've looked at the Prison Officer Podcast's Facebook page in the last few days, you'll see that I posted a, a, a video clip from Simon Sinek. Now, Simon's a, he's a leadership guru that I've listened to for a long time. I've learned a lot from him, and he, he has a way of breaking things down to the, the, the simple parts Okay, so that it's easy to understand. And he kind of did that with this. And I don't want to take too much of what he says in the video, but I'm going to give you a brief recap here. Um, So he had the opportunity to talk to some Navy SEALs, uh, SEAL Team 6, I believe. And he talked to them and asked them, you know, this is one of the elite military units in the world. And and what do they look for for a person who they're going to bring on those teams? You know, this elite team of just a select few warriors, what do they look for? And what they told him was, and he shows a little graph, and on one side it shows performance, and on the other side it shows uh, trust. And they told him what they look for, of course, the perfect person would be a very high-performing person with a very high level of trust. But that's not always what you'll get. Not everybody's perfect. And they said what they often end up with or what they look for is a person who's a medium performer but has very high trust. And they said the trust is more important than the performance even. And they went far enough to say that those high performers who had low trust turned out to be problems. Those were people who caused problems within the team and caused dangerous situations. So I was looking at that and, you know, trust, what is trust? Well, trust is, um, especially in a team situation, is integrity. It's your ethics. It's whether or not you do what you say. A few years ago, I wrote an article for Corrections One about uh, how to build your correctional emergency response team, your CERT team. And one of the things I talked about in there was, even if you're short men, even if you need to recruit, don't settle. Don't just let somebody on that team because you need to fill a spot. That person needs to be a a productive part of that team, someone who will bring that team up. And, of course, something that every team leader is going to look for, just like with the Navy SEALs, is that person ethical? Are they honest? Can they be trusted? So would you let someone on your CERT team that had low trust? Someone that you knew that was not ethical in their dealings as a correctional officer. Of course you wouldn't. None of us would. But do we allow that to go on inside inside those fences all the time? Now, don't get me wrong. There's different levels of ethics. You know, we all know, you know, the big ones. You, you don't sleep with inmates. You don't bring in weapons or drugs. Uh, you don't take bribes from inmates. But is that ethics? Is that enough? You know, from the time we go to the academy, yearly annual training, um, you get bombarded with ethics training. 
but does your institution, does your agency really mean it when they talk about it? You know, they always give you the, the core values. This is, this is what we stand for. But does the culture of your institution reflect those values? Or is it just words on a piece of paper? What about yourself? What are your values that you stand up for in prison? Are they the same outside of prison as they are in prison? Is it okay to tell a, a white lie in prison? You know, working as a correctional officer, we make more choices every day than most people do. You know, our jobs require us to make decisions, to make choices. And we have the opportunity to, to show our integrity or to show our lack of integrity, usually dozens of times a day. And those choices count. Consider how those choices affect your character as a whole. You know, a lot of people, what, what does integrity mean? What's the definition of integrity? And a lot of people define integrity much the same way that C.S. Lewis did. Um, integrity is doing the right thing even when nobody's looking. And that really means something in our business. Because a lot of what we do, we do when nobody's looking. You're working that housing unit by yourself. You're making those rounds by yourself. You're doing those lock checks at night by yourself. Are you checking all the doors? What about your rounds? If you're working with those seg units and you're doing 15, 20, 30 minute rounds, you got to go back and log them. Are you pencil whipping it or are you really putting down what you did? And trust me, I've been there. I will say that it's almost impossible to log rounds exactly as I did them. But when something happens and the video gets reviewed and uh, special investigators come in, that's what they kind of hold you to. So we've got we've to do the best we can at that. What about inattention to duty? Is that part of the culture there? When people go downtown uh, and they're doing transport trips or working overnight at the hospital on an inmate who's, uh, who's in the hospital, are they sleeping? Are they taking naps? Are they aware of what's going on? Do they have an attention to duty or are they watching TV and, and playing on their phone? And I'm just asking questions here. By no means am I perfect. But I will tell you that I, I tried hard as a correctional officer and, and as a supervisor, administrator, as I went up to do the right thing for the right reasons. I found that there was very few times, um, if any, that I had to lie to an inmate. Is it easier sometimes to lie to an inmate? Possibly. But when it comes back around and you have to answer for it, or when that situation comes and your integrity is on the line and you've lied to somebody before, it can really come back to haunt you. You know, one of the questions I get asked the most is, what's the number one thing I need to do as a correctional officer? How do I make it inside that prison? And I always tell people the same thing. Be yourself. Be who you are. And that is a form of integrity. Now, if you're a bad person on the outside and you bring that bad person inside, then okay, we're going to have a different discussion there. And, and maybe that's not integrity. That's not honesty. But if you don't tell lies when you go outside that prison, 
Why would you become a liar when you're inside the prison? Is there something you need to lie to an inmate about? Why can't you tell them the truth? No is a hard word for most correctional staff to learn. It, it's, we don't, confrontation has to be learned. The ability to stand in front of another person inside or outside that fence and look at them and tell them no. No, you don't get that. No, that's not an option. No, you can't have that. It's against the rules. So this is something that we, uh, we struggle with. But if you learn how to just say no or just tell them the truth, what about when they ask you a question that you don't know the answer to? Do you make up something? Why? Why would you make up something? Is there anything wrong with saying, I don't know? Or I don't know, and I'll get back with you. Or, you know, I'll find out what rule applies to that, and I'll let you know. Why would you make up something? It's going to come back around, and it's going to be reflected on you later on. It's going to reflect on your character. Because people are going to find out that you don't know, and that you lied, and that you made up some story to try to cover yourself. Or, to, or what I see a lot is people who lie just to get away from that door. You're working that seg unit or that lock unit and that inmate's, you know, banging on the door. Hey, CO, I got to talk to you. I got to talk to you. And you give him a couple of minutes, but now it's time for you to finish the rest of your day because that is part of our job. See how they're doing. Monitor uh, what's going on with them. But you can't stay there all day. And you'll see people, oh, I have to go do blah, blah, blah. Why lie about it? Okay, I've, I've talked to you. You know, I'll check back in with you later. But right now, I have other work to do. And go on about your day. You don't have to make up some excuse. Just tell them the truth. Also, telling the truth, it makes it so much easier. You don't have to keep track of all the lies you tell. So that's the number one thing. If that's is being yourself. And, I, and hopefully being yourself, if you're in this type of position, if you're a professional correctional officer or a prison officer, it means that you have professional integrity. It means that you're an honest person, that you're basically a good person. We're the sheepdogs. We're, we're taking care of the sheep from the wolves, and we have to be good people to do that. Don't We can't get drawn down in that bad world that we work in, and it's easy to do. It's easy to get pulled that direction. When you get yelled at and lied at and cussed at, you tend to want to turn back around and lie and cuss. But that's what makes us um, better. That's why we we're, we're, have that professional integrity, because we're better than that. We don't get drawn into it. And if we see one of our partners get drawn into it, which I saw on the news the other day, um, and I don't know the whole story. I just saw the clip, and an officer reached up, and grabbed a hold of a sergeant who was, I don't know, being forceful, uh, doing a use of force or something, and it didn't look good, or maybe it wasn't good. I didn't know the whole story. But that officer reached up, grabbed a hold of him, pulled him backwards, and that sergeant turned around and grabbed a hold of that officer and was screaming at him. He should be thanking them. I've done that several times. I've seen that officer who was becoming irrational, who their, their emotions had gotten hold of him, and I have no problem with reaching up and grabbing a hold of somebody and saying, here, back off, step off to the side. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing. It's not saying anything about their character. It's not saying anything about me other than the fact that I'm protecting them from doing something 
that could get them in trouble. That's what we do. We look out for each other. And in my opinion, I think that includes looking out for each other to make sure that our integrity stays uh, intact, to make sure that that person's character stays intact. And how do we keep each other's integrity intact? How do we check each other's honesty? Well, there's a couple of ways. We step to each other when we see something. If you see something on a logbook that doesn't look like it's right, step to that officer. Not everything has to go to, you know, become an investigation. Some of it we do between ourselves. Reach out to that officer and say, hey, this doesn't look right. Why don't you take a look at this? Do you need to correct this? What's wrong with that? That's me looking out for somebody. And there's nothing wrong with that. Now, if it reaches a certain level, I've had to I've had to be that person to step forward. I have caught staff having sex with inmates. I've had staff in my SEG unit who were not following policy and were going to get people hurt. I had to go to the captain and say, you know, they need to come out of there. They're going to get somebody hurt. I don't always want to be that person, but I don't have a problem being that person because what we do is dangerous and there's consequences to it. And I would rather make those decisions. I'd rather take that heat than have to deal with the fact that somebody got hurt on my watch. So back to where we started with this, how important is ethics? How important is integrity to corrections? On a personal level, how important is it to you and the staff you work with? Maybe the staff on one of your teams, which I will say, I think one of the best things that you can do when you get hired in corrections is to get on one of the special teams. Uh, Some places have more than others, uh, whether it's a correctional emergency response team or emergency squad. Um, Some places may even have a a hostage negotiation team Uh, and, and different opportunities like that because being on those teams with those people brings about a sense of trust and camaraderie. And I think it brings us all higher in, in, our, in our ethics, in our character, uh, because we're being held to a, a different standard when we're on those teams. So one of the best things you can do for yourself, and I think for your career, is to get on one of the special teams if you have that opportunity and can. But back to what I was asking, how important is ethics in corrections? to you, to the people you work with. How about to your bosses? You know, all of us, when you came in and you came through um, the human resources, you had to sign a piece of paper, you know, here's, here's our code of ethics. Here's our values. And you signed a piece of paper so that they could put it on file and say that you knew the values of that agency that you were going to work for. You ever pull those back out? Do you reflect on the fact, does your agency truly respect those values, or is it just words? Do you have administration, do you have wardens, associate wardens, superintendents who walk that walk? Do they make rules for parts of the institution and don't follow them themselves? Do they say one thing but allow another? One of the podcasts I listen to is Jocko Wilnick. And I don't know if somebody said it before him, but he's the person I heard it from. And it was, 
uh, a statement where he said, it's not what you preach, it's what you tolerate. Do some people get in trouble for one thing and others don't? Have you seen the warden get in trouble and all of a sudden they promote him someplace else to a new job? How about the lieutenant that's now a counselor? Is that showing everybody else that we have integrity, that we have character, that our, our core values matter, that our code of conduct matters, that our code of ethics matters? Or is that just covering it up so that the news won't see it? So how do we get around this? I mean, if you look at the news right now, Corrections has some real problems out there. Every day, you know, there's corruption being shown in corrections. There's inappropriate staff relationships with inmates that are making the news. Mass contraband problems. And why is that? From my point of view, it's because of what's being allowed, the culture of those prisons. And that's not a reflection on everybody that works in those prisons. The culture of a prison, yes, can be affected by any person, but I'm still going to lean towards the leadership. The leadership somehow has allowed staff to think that this is okay, that they're not going to get caught, that the consequences are minimal. Or maybe sometimes the leadership's corrupt. And when that happens, you know, do as I say, not as I do, you're given permission to people to do things that are dishonest or that lack integrity. And I don't think this is just a problem in our prisons. You know, I think it's a problem. I think our country has a culture of lying right now. And it's been going on for a while. This is nothing new. Just think of Bill Clinton and the Monica Lewinsky debacle, uh, Martha Stewart, Enron. Heck, look, look at our news. You know, look at our politicians. How many times... In just the last couple of years, have our politicians been caught lying? Our news organizations can't be trusted. So we have this culture of lying going on in the United States. Is that bled over into corrections? Is that what the problem is? Have we got so used to the fact that it's okay to tell a white lie, that now really you're, there's no ethical problem with it? Or do we still value trust? Do we value honesty? Do we value integrity? And if we do, what are we going to do about it? How are we going to fix this culture? How are you going to fix the culture inside your prison? Because I'm talking on, you know, a bigger world view right now. But the truth of it is, in order to be safe in your prison, you've got to figure out how to get that culture changed so that integrity, the code of ethics, does mean something. So how do we do that? I don't know all the answers, but here's some things I came up with. Things that I've seen over the years, things that work, and things that need to be done. And probably one of the main things that I've seen that would improve all of our workplaces, that would improve the integrity and the honesty and the feeling the, of integrity and honesty within our workplaces. And that's number one is to start treating everyone the same. Our administrations and our agencies don't do that. They pick and choose who gets certain punishments, who gets certain rewards. And I talked about, I'm going to back up here a little bit. I, that Simon Simic video, you know, he talks about low trust, but high performance. Have you ever taken a look at the people 
who often get promoted, a lot of them are low-trust, high-performance people. They've learned how to play the game. They've learned how to make the warden and the administration happy. But that doesn't mean that they're honest people with integrity. It just means that they've learned how to play the game and they've done anything to play that game to make that next promotion. And they get rewarded. And what did we say about the people who have high performance but low trust? They're toxic. They're toxic to the team. They're toxic to the organization. And yet, our performance systems, which I'm sure all of you have some sort of performance system where you either get a quarterly or a yearly eval, and that's how they determine your performance. And those things often determine your promotion or your promotion ability. But what they don't do is measure your integrity, measure your honesty, measure your trust. So that's another thing a revamping of those performance um, systems because they're broke. The ones I've seen are all broke. We're, we're looking at staff who need to be judged on how honest they are, how much integrity they are, how hard worker they are, and none of that is in performance appraisals, is it? So let's bring that about. Let's bring integrity into our performance system our evaluations. Integrity should be part of that. Trust should be part of that. Honesty should be part of that. You should be able to show that. And like I said before, treat everyone the same. Put everyone on the same scale. Quit allowing one person who makes a mistake to go free and the next person who makes a mistake gets stepped on. We need leaders who can learn to admit their mistakes, who take ownership of their mistakes instead of pushing them off. We need correctional departments or agencies who can admit their mistakes as an agency and fix them. We need to learn to do self-assessments. And I mean real self-assessments, not the setup kind where everybody knows where it's coming and everybody used to work for somebody else. So we're gonna come in and do an assessment and say, yeah, you're doing good. And then you're gonna come back and you're gonna do an assessment saying that you're doing good. We need an assessment system of our processes that doesn't lie to itself. You can't run a business that way. I don't know why government thinks that government works well that way. And corrections is not the only place this happens. Most government agencies oversee themselves, or at least are overseen by another government agency who is patting them on the back while they're patting them on the back and nothing's getting done. So we need to start doing self-assessments of where we're at and with open eyes and open books and with ownership of the mistakes. That's a big prescription to fill, isn't it? And I know it is. I know it would take change. I know it would take effort. I know it would take changing culture, but it's what we need to do. But it's what we need to do. It's how we can start maintaining integrity. It's how we can bring integrity back to our profession. When people look at our profession from the outside, are they thinking integrity? Police and corrections are, are under the microscope right now. This is the time that we need to stand the tallest, be the most honest, put in the most effort in being the best we can. So to answer my own question that I asked at the beginning, 
does ethics and corrections matter? And to answer that question, of course it matters. It matters more than anything else. And study after study, survey after survey has shown that people believe that. There are thousands of leadership books out there. And they all list one thing as the most important thing to be a leader. And it's integrity. It's ethics. It's honesty. And the only way we're going to do it is to work together. And force change. Force change at the top. Live by the same standards that you hold everyone else to. How many times have you seen an officer who will jump on an inmate because he lied and then see that same officer pencil whip some report? It starts with us. When we start showing the integrity, when we bring that every day to work and we expect that out of the people that lead us, that's when we're going to fix this problem. That's when this profession is going to shine the brightest, is when that happens. And I think we can do that. If you enjoy these podcasts, the best way to support the Prisoner Officer Podcast is to share these episodes with your friends or or family on social media. Let me invite you to visit www.theprisonofficer.com. If you haven't already, check out the Prison Officer Podcast on Facebook and click that little follow button. Or leave us a message, or better yet, leave us a review. And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Google, or Spotify, please click the subscribe button. Till next time, I'm Mike Cantrell. Watch your back, and please take care of each other out there behind those walls.